Hey everyone, it's Luke Wright and Jamie Eisner from the FRS Network, and we're here to talk to you a little bit about the three different playoff games that are going to be taking place tonight, all of which are Game 6s, all of which will be pivotal, pivotal no, moments. No, 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 pivotal is Game 5. you got to stick up with the branding that the TV networks tell us. Game 5 is the pivotal game. Game 6 is must win for one team. Game 7 is win or go home. you got to stay consistent with the branding, Luke. Hashtag pivotal. Hashtag pivotal game. So we only had one game last night, which was good because the NFL Draft was dominating most of the sports coverage. But we come back with, like you said, three very interesting games. Let's start with Toronto-Washington. Home teams have done pretty okay in this series so far, but I'm not convinced that this series is going to go to a game seven. So the Washington Wizards have John Wall and Bradley Beal, both of which are averaging over 21 points a game. Yes. Uh, do you want to try to guess how many points the third highest scoring person is? Uh, I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to say 7.9 specifically. Uh, no, it's a little bit higher than that, but not much. 11.4. They don't have great. they don't have anyone else averaging more than 11.4 points per game, and you are not going to win a series against anybody if you can't get production at least in the 15 to 17 range. Yeah, you, you need you need this term used a lot in like hockey, but it works in basketball. Well, you need secondary scoring. You need your non-stars to be able to contribute, especially if again if Wall or Beal have an off game, get shut down a little bit, only score let's say in the upper teens. Washington's screwed. And now, really, to be honest, this was a flaw that, in theory, should have been seen from a mile away. Yeah, we should have known. Like, I mean, we kind of did, though. We, like, we, if they were playing anybody but Toronto, who we just are programmed to believe is going to choke away any series they possibly play in, if they were not playing them, I think none of this would surprise us. It's very true. I mean, if you look at that uh, that secondary scoring options, it's Otto Porter, Kelly Ombre Jr., yeah, like, it's just, it's not, you don't even have good options. You don't have anybody there like a Jamal Crawford who you know is just going to start scoring at any point. It's not even that they're underperforming. They just don't have the performers to have a legitimate third scoring option. Yeah, and, and that's something they're going to have to work on. That They're at home, so, you know, role players typically always play better when they're at home, sleeping in their own beds, and eating that, their that's own the That's the narrative. That's I the hear narrative. It, I hear it on TNT all the time. It's, I mean, it's been working for most home teams. Well, again, what, where's the series? Home teams are five. And all, right? Yeah, in the series, I so. believe so. So maybe that will continue, but either even if it does, I don't see them getting a win on the road in Game Seven. So I kind of feel like this game, it, it really doesn't matter in the long run. But hey, maybe Washington will be able to to tire out Toronto a little bit more uh, before Toronto plays in their next series, which perfect segue here. It is. Will be the winner of the Cleveland Cavaliers Indiana Pacers, which honestly has been one of the most baffling series to watch for me. I will say this again. Indiana blew it. Oh yeah, They blew it in game four. Yes. That was it. That was your moment to put your foot on the Cavaliers throats, put their backs up against the wall, every cliche you can think of, and take a um, here's another one, a stranglehold on the series. They didn't do it, and they lost that game. They lost in heartbreaking fashion in Game 5, and I don't know if they can even recover recover for this Game 6 at home. I think, I don't know, I'm kind of liking the road team so far today. Uh, same here. I, Like you said, not only should they have won Game 4 to get up 3-1, um, after losing 
to what was what the NBA admitted should have been a goal ten, and then LeBron hitting now, the buzzer beater. To be three. fair, LeBron hit a three. Yes, so like, which I think changes the equation a little bit. But it, yes, I understand it's the combination. You emotionally, yeah, yeah, you defend a little bit differently. You don't know what's going to happen there. You know, there's well, the, just in general, just emotion. Your emotions are just gone at that point. Yes. Like it's hard for you to get up for a game six knowing you could have not only been up three one, you could have already had this series over with. You could have already been moving on to the next round. And instead you have to now play a six game down three two after having a two one lead. That I, I don't see how the Pacers can mentally uh, prepare for this. The Indiana's saying all the right things. They're saying, you know, we're not out of this series, we're coming to fight back, but it's it has to be difficult from an from an athlete to look at this and not think, "Wow, we missed our goal and opportunity," and not get a little depressed about it. And, and to be honest, this is a case kind of like Washington, where it came a lot of it came down to you just didn't have enough scoring options, which is again something we knew heading into the series. You had Victor Oladipo playing amazing all year, but then outside of that, you had a bunch of good players. But no players that you can point to and say, that dude will drop me 20 every single night. In the NBA, when you're playing against a team that has the best player on the court, you have to take advantage of every opening you have. And Indiana had openings, and they didn't put their foot down. And now that's what they're going to regret. And to be honest, he didn't play like it. But um, uh, Cleveland had, in my opinion, probably the best two players in this series, in Kevin Love and LeBron, like I said, Kevin Love, paper, Kevin Love's not yeah, playing like he, that in this series. He definitely so really is not anybody. And Cavaliers have a lot of their. We were talking about secondary scoring issues with Washington. Cleveland is probably the poster child for secondary scoring problems on that team, but it's not going to be enough to hinder them getting past Indiana. So I'm going to go. Cleveland closes out tonight. And because you didn't even give me a chance in the last one, Toronto, exactly one year after they closed out the last series on the road, I'm going to close out on the road again tonight. Oh, I, I thought I was already assumed that you were taking Toronto. Um, so our final game of the night, I think the one that we are most interested this in. This is the main event. This is absolutely the main event. This is why it, I believe it got flexed. Did it not? Or was that the last? I think it was the last one. But Okay. I, I, it, it, it's... It could happen. Yes. So this game, happen. the last game of the night, we have Oklahoma City going to Utah after that uh, amazing performance from Russell Westbrook. Some questionable fouls put the uh, the stalwarts of Utah's defense on the bench, and Westbrook and yeah. Paul George took immense advantage of it. Absolutely. And now they forced a uh, game six here in Utah. Who do, you, who do you like? Who do you, who you got an eye on? Well, this this is a little tough for me because, again, I just talked about missed opportunities with Indiana, and I think Utah missed a golden opportunity when they were up big at halftime in Game 5 and to, to blow that lead. Rudy Gobert might be the best player in the NBA nobody talks about. Yes. And I feel like, like you, you watch what happened when he goes to the bench in this series. It's remarkable. It's, it's remarkable. It's the the, the way the pace of the game changes completely. Luckily, as bad as that loss was, it was a road loss. You're at home now in Game 6 with a chance to close out the series. I think that gives you a better opportunity to mitigate the damages. Also, I don't think Oklahoma City is necessarily the better team. Where we talked about that with Indiana, Cleveland, I thought Cleveland was probably a better team than Indiana, just because, again, they had that LeBron James fella. So Indiana not closing out the opportunity when you're an underdog, that hurts you more. I don't think Utah's the underdog anymore. They're clearly not the underdog in this game. But they're not the underdog in this series. And they haven't been for some time. That is, This is a legit unit that could make make waves even beyond round one. But you got to take care of business tonight. I think they do. 
but I think this is going to be another close game. I don't know if we're going to get another Westbrook performance quite like we saw in Game 5, but he's always capable of it, but I'm not sure we're going to get that again. He's, o- he's always capable of it, um, but like Ricky Rubio's outplayed him in almost most, every most game. Most serious, yes, yeah. I, I think the only game he hasn't outplayed him has was this last game. Five, yeah. Maybe the first game, I don't remember at this point. That was so... It, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Rubio so R- 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 didn't have a, a particularly strong game one. Yeah. So, but but in general, Rubio's outplayed... Uh, that, that's the curious part about this was we all... Utah's been the better team, but realistically, uh, Oklahoma City still has two of the best players in the series. And Carmelo Anthony is washed, but he still has potential to drop 20 to 30 points a game. He hasn't done that yet, but I personally will never rule out a scorer like that taking over a game. Um, But to me, this is the most interesting matchup, not just because it's a game six, not just because uh, so much drama can take place after this series, but we have... Some good potential for a legitimate fist fight during this game. Yes, this, you know what, that's a great point because this Oklahoma City Utah game, this series has been exactly what the NBA needs it to be. There, there, there's a fire, there's a chippiness, there's an edge. The NBA has been criticized for years for not having compelling early postseason matchups. Not having matchups that say, I'm going to go and watch it. A lot of it's because they've had a very top heavy league that runs through people in the first round. This is an enjoyable series if you have no rooting interest. This is fun. Because you can tell everybody on that court cares. Everybody on that court is fired up. And you literally do not know what is going to happen from play to play. Anytime anybody hits the floor, I'm looking around waiting for benches to clear. I'm David, hoping... David Stern's going to come back and suspend people from coming off the I'm, bench. I'm, I'm hoping Suns. benches clear. So, this has been, in, uh, this has been the series. Like I, I've been uh, thrilled with this so far. And again, I'm putting my perfect... 7-0 anchor predictions on the line tonight and saying we get no game sevens from anything that happens tonight. 7-0 I've been on anchors. You're, you're finally going with a home I'll team? I'm going with a home team. I'm saying no, no game sevens. I think... They all end, all three series end tonight. I think, yes. I think I agree with you. Utah will get the win at home. Rudy Gobert will not... First of all, he won't have mysterious fouls like that fourth foul that got caught on him. And not at home, he won't. No, yeah, at home he should be good. He should be playing smarter, I think, just in general. I think he'll be a little bit more cautious about picking up fouls. But, again, it, it's crazy to me in general how underrated uh, – not Ricky Rubio – how underrated Rudy Go Gobert ahead. is yeah. across the league. He's like well, if you he took, plays in Utah. Yeah, I mean, like if you took DeAndre Jordan, made him better defensively, gave him a little bit better of an offensive game, and he can – like, there's just – there's so much he can do. I think he's the the turning point, not just for this series, but for Utah as a whole going forward. Donovan Mitchell will be the star. Yes. Rudy Gobert will be the most important person on the court. Absolutely. And uh, we'll close on this. Over under 1.5 on-air appearances by Mitt Romney tonight. Under. Under. Okay. I think it'll, I think there'll be one. Just one. Will he is going to rock the the white dress shirt and the custom jersey that says Romney Five on the back? Hey, that was do that, again? that was a cancer jersey. He was wearing that to support fight for cancer. I, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just asking you. Well, I'm informing the audience because I don't. I, I didn't know that until like I did not know that several you hours. Just yeah. told me. I didn't. That's what that awkward pause be, was right there. To be honest, I don't even know if that's 100 percent true. That's just what but I you know saw someone said on Twitter. 
But yeah, we'll, we'll end on that. Do you think, how many appearances do you think Romney? I'm going to say all of them. I think he's going to get at least two. At least two? Okay, well, those are our Mitt Romney appearance projections. Which is not a, what I anticipated talking about for a game six when the series began, but you know what? Here we are. I actually only did this anchor so that we could talk about it. Pretty that. much. This was just a, everything was just like a placeholder, an appetizer for our Mitt Romney prop bet. With that, we will end. Check back with FRS Hoops later on tonight. After every game, we will be giving you post-game uh, anchors by Adonis Dees or Chris Schubert with no, Alex Smolikoff. Yeah, be Smol- uh, Alex Smolikoff and Chris Schubert. Okay, Schubert's doing. I didn't know who yeah, we were yeah. So check back later for those anchors at FRS Hoops. Have a good one, guys.